0: Welcome to the Give Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Sue Ryan. She's a coach, communicator, and educator. She helps people know they're strong, Sue, simplify the complex, and achieve results. Sue, welcome to our podcast. Good morning, Christopher. Glad to be here. So just quickly, since you are in Naples, Florida, you and I vibed out about the fact that we both grew up in a very cold area in life and we like warm areas. But I was fascinated when you said about the Naples Wine Festival, because I'm all about exposing great things to people on a podcast. Can you just kind of share briefly when you talk about the wine festival, why people should go visit the the, the Naples Wine Festival in, in Southern Florida?
1: Yes, thank you for asking about. The Naples Wine Festival is a phenomenal charity for the community of Immokalee, where the farmers are that that really help bring a lot of our crops together. It's an underprivileged community, and so Naples decided many years ago to step up to the plate. And the Naples Wine Festival is a place where people come in from around the world to uh, be celebrated. They do it around wine and fine dining. People open their beautiful, luxurious homes and invite people in with f- fabulous chefs and wonderful meals. People uh, invest in auctions for wine. For There have been Bentley cars. There have been all different kinds of things. And yet it's a really wonderful community vibe toward a really great, great cause. And it supports the Immokalee community.
0: And that's great, Sue, because... I've been to Napa Valley in Northern California and they have these really cool tours and you mm-hmm. go on a train and you can t- taste wine, but I didn't realize that when these individuals open up their homes, there's just a very different feel to that. And I wanted to just sh- share that with our audience because I'm all about new new experiences and I never realized that. I've heard about the, the Naples Wine Festival, but I've never realized that it's that intimate and that community-based, which is amazing. So hopefully all of you will go, go to the Naples Wine Festival. Now, Sue, let's talk about your specialty and your experience as a coach and communicator. When did you realize that you wanted to be a a, a coach?
1: For many years, Christopher, I was in the role of sales for application technology. And my philosophy the whole time was never to sell anything but to prepare people to buy. I wanted people to really understand and connect with what they needed and how it was gonna help them and their organization be successful. When I met my husband at the age of 46 and took a step back from my professional career, as I came off of my sabbatical, I realized that what I'd really been doing was coaching people, even though my professional title was sales. I was fortunate that I had been very successful in what I did. And I said, rather than go back into sales, I want to take the things that I love the most about what I was doing, which was personal transformation, people connecting with their uniquely greatest talents, skills, and abilities. And so that's where I really uh, embraced becoming a coach as opposed to a sales representative.
0: Nice. And what do you feel you enjoy more as a coach or a sales representative?
1: What I enjoy the most from a coaching perspective, because I focus on people learning about who they are. It's before you start with why, start with who. Learn who you really are. Uncover your uniquely greatest talents, skills, and abilities. Look at your natural way of viewing the world because our personalities become highly unconscious to us at a very early age, we just accept things the way we are and we don't reevaluate them. They may be helping limit us from becoming what our really greatest opportunity for life and success is. And so what I do is I really help people unpackage all of that, get back to the basis of who you really are and why you do things the way you do. So when you connect with your purpose, And you identify what you really want to do as a leader, you know now what your strongest resources are to do things. And you also have permission to say, hey, you know what? This is an area I'm not really great at. And I don't have to pretend I'm not great at. I need to to work with other people and let's find support so it can be done well. It just doesn't have to be done by me.
0: That's great, Sue. So I meet a lot of coaches and and speakers, and and the coaches that I find have the best results are the ones that they, they can think fast, they're nimble, but they can also articulate that. And it might sound simple because ultimately every coach goes at a different speed and a different, they have different methodology. But for you, Sue, I, I noticed that, you know, you're, you're a quick witted, intelligent woman that can share her thoughts quickly, concisely, and purposefully. Now for listeners, just so you know that when you meet someone like a Sue or a coach like Sue, it's important because again, it'll just allow you to get to your results faster Better and more efficient because again, like we're all on this earth for a certain amount of time. And you can go with different coaches about it, but I want to recognize that in you, Sue, relative to how well and concisely you communicate, because that's very important, because otherwise you just waste a lot of time. So in your case about I, I like how you're talking about how preparing people to buy. Can you just dive into that that aspect
1: a little bit? Absolutely. When someone tries to sell you something, they're trying to do it from their perspective. This is what they want you to do because it's in it for them. My perspective was, the better I prepare you to have clarity about what's really important to you and what success looks like and what you really need, the more we can develop a partnership together. When you're successful and when you have clarity with that, the byproduct of that is my success as well. And then that success for me is also satisfying. The other piece about that that's so huge, and when I was working in sales, it was very large enterprise uh, application software, so there were a lot of moving parts. When we've prepared someone to buy and they understand their connection and they feel good about it, when there is a challenge, they're not saying, "Uh uh-oh, they were trying to rip me off, they were doing something bad. They're able to step back and say, okay, in the scheme of things, what do we do together? So when people are prepared to buy, they understand the value and they know how to work for it and they know how to work with it.
0: Interesting. Now we have listeners that both have enterprise level clients but also perhaps a mom and pop store or or, or even professionals. What do you feel is the difference between when you're communicating with those on an enterprise level and those that maybe don't have an enterprise, it's just one person. Is there a difference in terms of how you communicate with these people?
1: No. (laughs) Elaborate. The reason I say no is that each of us at the end of the day, my dad used to say, we all put our pants on one leg at a time. Each person, no matter what the outer trappings, no matter what the, all of the things that have come together to make you who you are in our world, at the core, we're all still an individual with thoughts and feelings and, and things that we're committed to and things we want to accomplish. I get to the core of who the person is. And then from that solid foundation, we put together the building blocks of, of whether you're a Fortune 100 C-level executive, or whether you're somebody who decided as a solopreneur to come out and bring your gifts to the world. I look at each person from the core of who they are and build everything out from there.
0: Interesting. Do you have any specific questions that, that you ask? Because I, I just love how powerful questions are when you talk about how I want to know what this person wants and what their dreams are, what's important to them. Are, are there specific questions? Do you just bluntly ask them, hey, what's important to you?
1: I ask several different kinds of questions, and one of them is: if there was nothing holding you back from doing what you really wanted to do, would you know what that was? Interesting. And I do that first of all to find out if they've really explored that for themselves or if they've had that part of themselves shut down. I want them to become unquenchably curious about what they can discover for themselves and who they can become. And I wanna learn how to help them open up to that unquenchable curiosity so that then they can, they can realize that they can become anything that they have a passion for.
0: That's great. One last question, Sue. You referenced your father at one point Is there one other life lesson that your father shared with you that you can share with us today?
1: Huge life lesson. And thank you so much for asking that, Christopher. One of the biggest questions my father used to ask me was when I would come to him, whether it was with a celebration or with a frustration, my dad would say, were you being your best? What what he instilled in me was the difference between being the best and being my best. And my, a pivotal point in my whole professional career was when I was getting ready to receive an award for outstanding performance. And I was standing at the side of the stage getting ready to be recognized. And in that moment, I realized that I was, I had become the best, but something was missing. And what was missing is I didn't know what my best was. I want everyone to become their best so that a byproduct of that is when they're recognized for being the best they feel satisfied with it. Yeah,
0: that's a great point. It's, it's such a simple point, but such a profound point, because again, it's going back to what we talk about how, oh, I wanna be successful, but what does that mean? It's so easy to paint a very broad stroke and say, oh, success is buying a nice car, having a nice house, traveling here. No, my success now, frankly, I remember I was with a, a friend of mine many years ago, we were in Barcelona, and by that point I was, done with most of the party in my life I still go to some parties but he was a shock because when I met him and we hung out in college fun success is all about partying but then when I met up with him again 10 perhaps years later in Barcelona I was actually fun was actually reading a book so I want to stress that what's best for other people or success frankly is different but for me frankly success is like having the ability to read a book and not be bothered or knowing that I have the choice to not answer my phone for an hour a day or weeks so or whatever it might be. But I'm just saying, I, I appreciate when you said what your father taught you about, what is your best. It's just those simple things that we can define for ourselves. Because ultimately, if you can't define your own success, you will never be successful. So Sue, thanks again for being on our podcast. How can our guests stay in touch with you and, and learn about you and, and your books?
1: They can get in touch with me through LinkedIn. I'm at Sue Armstrong Ryan. They can connect with me at sue at, at sue ryan uh, dot solutions and they can go to uh, i i actually have a new website that's just about to launch that's sue ryan dot solutions. my other one is creative business coaches that's awesome sue thanks for your time have a great day christopher thank you so very much you too
0: thank you for listening to our gifters podcast if you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.